Hi, this is Ed Gregory for photosincolor.com and today I'm going to be talking about one of the most important things when editing photos and that is the five things that you should be thinking about before you edit your photos. Now this one's a good one. Theme tune! I was dancing. That's my Irish dancing. It was tap. Okay, so this episode today is a really, really important one and I've spent a lot of time really figuring this out. So I hope you like it. Essentially, when we're editing photos, I get asked all the time how I decide what it's going to look like or how I end up at this result or I always talk about the feeling and the story behind an image. And people ask me why and how do I do that? Well, the reality is this. You should never take some photos, get them into Lightroom, and go straight to the develop module and start clicking sliders. It's random. You're not really being creative and thinking about the journey and the story you want to tell. So this is my list of five things you should do before you start editing your photograph. Number one, this is really important. What is the feeling and the story that you want to tell with your photo? So a feeling is anything from like, oh, I want it to feel dark and moody and dangerous, or I want it to feel bright and energetic, or I want the story to tell a story from, oh, I want this person here to be looking at this person to show that they're in love, for example, if it's a wedding photo. That is really the story. It might seem silly to just think about these things, but get it in your head beforehand because it will affect everything you do in the editing process. So always think about the feeling and story of your image. Point number two, style of the photo. So remember, do you want it to be in the style of a corporate headshot or in the style of a wedding magazine or in the style of a fashion magazine? Now you might think, what do you mean in the style of? Well, look, if you're shooting, say, a wedding, the people don't just want basic wedding photos, they want their photos to be like the ones that they see in the magazines, in the style of that. So think about that. Also, is it in the style of a surfer magazine, for example? So that's gonna be high contrast, lots of bright colors, and often lots of green in there. So always think about the style of the photograph, really important. Okay, point number three. Now, before we get into point number three, if you've liked any of my first two, please like and subscribe to my channel. But point number three, this is really important. Who is it for, what is it for, and where is it for? This is going to affect so many things. The previous two points will affect your color toning, your grading, your, the feeling of the image. This will affect your finishing, so all the, the sharpening, anything like this, the way that you crop the image, the way that you export the image is really important because if it's going to be a black, going to go into a magazine in a black and white print, which is really low quality for a school, then turn it into a black and white image and, don't sh and, and kind of sharpen a little bit more because it's going to be low quality. Really simple. So that's what I would always think about. Who is it for? Is it going to be in a printed in a book? Is it only going to be used on the web? Is it going to be for children? Is it going to be for adults? It's important to know these things. Okay, now, point number four. This is really important. Now you've figured out the style, the feeling, the grading, the finishing and all of those things. What is the quickest way to get there? 
Because you don't want to go, okay, well, I'll start off in Lightroom, do a few edits, and then I'm going to have to export it and get it into Photoshop where I'm going to add some elements and do some tweaking, some liquefying, and then bring it all the way back, do some more color toning, and I'm going to change the color inside HSL, and then I'm going to change the calibration, and then I'm going to go back and do some tone curve. Too many things. Think about what's the quickest route. For example, you might go, okay, it is a, a portrait, so I'm going to take it straight into Photoshop. I'm going to sort out any blemishes and do a nice clean up there and maybe liquefy a few things if we need to open up an eye. Then we're going to take it into Lightroom and we're going to do the basic options at the top. And then the next thing we're going to do is use the tone curve to do our color grading and then we'll do our finishing there. That's it. So decide the quickest route so that when you start, you're starting from the right point. Now, that's four points. Four really important points. We only have one to go. Now, again, if you like the video, please do like it. And I have a great analogy coming up at the end. So pay attention for that because I think it's really going to explain some things. Point number five is this. Use the correct image to edit. So before you go to develop, you're going to sit there inside the library and make your selection. With the knowledge from points one to four that I've just made, you'll be able to make a better selection. So you might really like an image, but if it's not got the right feeling, if it's supposed to be dark and moody and there's this great image of this girl smiling, well, it's a great image of the girl smiling, but you might need it to be dark and moody. So you might want her to have a more sultry look in her eyes, for example. So always edit the best photo for the end result. Remember, we're always thinking about the end result. It's about what we're giving to the clients or putting on the internet or printing, okay? So always think about those things. So there are your five points. I'm going to go through them again. Number one is feeling and the story. Number two, you're going to look at the style. Number three is who, what, where and probably why. Number three, uh, number four is what is the shortest route to the edit and number five is use the correct image to edit. Now, I want to use this analogy to explain all of these things and really tell you why. So let's use you're hungry and you're going to eat at a restaurant as the analogy. So option one, you at home, you go, I'm really hungry. I want to eat out. You go and get in your car and you start driving. You drive down and then you figure out, oh, I'm going to drive this way. And then you think, actually, I think I want to try a restaurant on the other side of town. So you have to go all the way back where you've just come from to get there. But on the way, you see this other place and then you stop in there and have a look at the menu. You don't really like it. So you get back into your car and you keep going. Then you go in another direction, you find another restaurant and you go in there and you're like, oh, you know what? I'll give this one a try. You sit there, you eat. It wasn't the greatest food. However, you're full, you're satisfied, it's finished. Great you kind of got a good result. Option two, you don't jump straight in. You're at home, you're like, what do I fancy eating? Well, you know what? Kind of want an Italian. Oh, I know this really great place across town. You then go get in your car, you drive to it, you sit down, you eat, and you're satisfied. Both things, the end result is the same, but one way is way quicker of getting there. Now, I do want to make one point with this though, and this is really, really important, is Option one, where you drive around a lot, you're going to figure out lots of other things and you might creatively have lots more options, whereas the other way, you're just going to go to one place and you're kind of closing yourself down. But remember this, on your way to the other restaurant, you might see some other places on the way that you can stop. Okay, so you can always stop off at some other places and do some other things, but at least you have a focus for where you're going. But also, because you've been through my five points there, 
you already know that all these other options, like a curry, isn't going to satisfy you. So you don't even need to think about that because you don't even need to go there because it's not going to be right for the client or the end image. So if that makes sense, that's what you need to do. You need to always think about what's the shortest route and the best route to get to the end. Now, the final thing that I want to do, and I wrote this down because I think it's really important. I was trying to figure out what it is when you're editing and you're trying to be creative, you're trying to grow and you don't just want to go to that same restaurant, the same place every time you want to do new things. And this is really what I thought about is that creativity within editing doesn't come from randomly trying lots of different things. I don't think that's where creativity and editing comes from. Creativity and editing comes from challenging yourself using new techniques and new st styles and having that to discover new ways of using Lightroom and automatically that will filter into your edits. I actually wrote it down as a con more concise sentence. Is, um, the discovery is not in random editing. It is in the challenging of new styles and techniques. So that's really what I think about this. Now, if you like this video and you like the things that I've said, please give me a thumbs up. If you disagree with the points that I gave here, please leave me a comment and tell me what you think. And also, if there's something that I've missed out, please let me know in the comments. I would love to hear from you and what you think about my thoughts about how to get into editing your images. Anyway, there's a lot of talking, but this was Ed Gregory for Photos in Color. Dot com. That was a long one, but I think it's on my